about to hear an anointed, powerful word that will change your life from Treasure Coast Victory Center. Be blessed as your faith goes from one level of glory to another level of glory. great time to be alive. I'm glad to be alive in this dispensation than I was with people who were with Jesus. And we, that might have been a great time too, but I'm just, I'm really glad to be alive right now for God to use us as his church and to raise his voice. I'm just really glad. Yes, Taylor, I told you I'd give you this mic, honey. And I just want to tell you that it reminded me, even last week when the Lord gave me that he's working behind the scenes. And yeah, we have a part to play, even though he's working behind the scenes, you know. And, and, and there's so much more that God wants to do in our lives, despite what's going on in America, despite the illegitimate president who's in place. Despite it all, God is still on the throne. And he said he wants to do a thing in his kids. He wants to do a thing in his kids. And, and the Lord starts speaking to me about that, about his kids, because we, okay, Genesis. We're going to go, you know this verse, but we're going to go right to Genesis 1, 26. And God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over the cattle and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. So God created man in his image. In the image of God created him, male and female, he created him. I'm going to start real quick on the male and female because I, I, I believe the Lord wants to do the spirit of truth. I mean, he keeps keeping me on truth because it's, it seemed like it's gone out the window. And the truth is the only thing that's going to set us free. So the Lord is saying he created male and female. That's what he did. He created boys and girls biologically and fundamentally different. I don't care if you think you're a male and you're a female. I don't care if you, you're a female, you think you're a male. I don't care what you think. I don't care what you believe you are. I don't care if you dress like it. You are, you are a man and you dress like I don't care. The fact is you're a man and you're a woman. And I don't care if the Supreme Court approve it. You're a man and woman. God created us like that. Period. I remember one time in class when I was an undergrad. I don't remember the class it was. Chantel was in there with me. And I don't like to tell people when I'm in class I'm a minister or anything. I just, I just want to be Tosh, Latasha Robinson in class, get my, my A. Okay. I said A's. Honey, I graduated with a like 4.0. I'm thank you, Jesus, by the grace. And Chantel's like, that's my pastor. And I'm like, Ugh, just don't say that. So anyway, I'm just I'm sitting and one one conversation came up about because I'm I'm in school for counseling, and one conversation came up like, so what about you know when men feel that they're women and they think it, you know, we need to be able to accept that because that's what someone believes and and how are we going to judge them and we're doing that that and they're all talking in class and I'm just sitting there just, huh. I'm not saying anything because I'm only going to speak when the Holy Ghost tell me to speak or I'm just not saying anything yet. I tell you what the Lord dealt with me about that too, but I'm just sitting back. So all of a sudden the professor goes. I want to hear from someone of faith, Latasha. And I'm like, okay. I would just say, Holy Ghost, I said nothing until you tell me to say something. What well, a professor called me out. And the simple thing, the whole, just dropped them. It's so easy and simple. I said, it doesn't matter if a man believes he's a woman, you have to have a womb. And she went, hmm, I think that's amazing. I, I'm going to take that to all the classes because no one even said that. 
Now, if God created us male and female, he gave a female a womb. I'm not saying you have to give birth. or I'm just saying you have a womb. If we can't look at the common sense of that, something's up. And common sense has just left the building, bye-bye. But you know who's going to bring the truth back? The church. Let's get our voice back. Let's get our voice back. Because I tell you, just because you made in his image, baby don't mean you call him father. Okay. That, was that hard? I'm gonna show, let me show you the word. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go to Luke. Luke 8. I'm sorry, John 8. John 8. Let me tell you, I have a niece that looks like me. <laughs> I said, look, not that. <laughs> we only need one of me. I'll tell you that right now. Jesus, that's my husband. Even if the word says two wise. She's like, I don't need another one. I just, I, she's, she's fine enough. Like, I can't deal with her as it is. I say all that to say this, that my niece who looks like me to the point where my girls will say, man, she looks more like you than we do. Like, just, I would show her a picture, but like, she looks more like me. Now, just because she looks like she's made in my image don't believe, means she's my kid. She's not my child. She's my niece. Let me show you what God says about that really quick. John 8, we're going to start at 41. You do the deeds of your father. Then said they to him, we do not born, we are, we be not born of fornication. We have one father, even God. Religion, all right? Trying to act like they over Jesus. Okay, okay, Jesus said, okay, okay. If God were your father, you would love me. For I proceeded forth and came from God. Neither came I of myself, but he sent me. Why do you not understand my speech? Even because you cannot hear my word. Ye are of your father, the devil. And the lust of your father you will do. He was a murderer from the beginning and abode not in the truth because there is no truth in him. When he speaketh a lie, he speaketh of his own, for he is a liar and the father of it. And because I tell you the truth, you believe me not. Was that in red? I think Jesus said it. Who be, be offended <laughs> if Jesus talking about, uh-uh, you or your, your daddy's Satan? Now, we go from ones like you, when we were younger, you can't say your mama, your daddy. Those are fighting words. But man, somebody say, your daddy's Satan. Like, that's, that's kind of like worse. Like, I don't want to be of, of Satan. But let me tell you something. Jesus told the truth. It did not matter. Jesus was not sitting here going, well, I didn't really want to hurt your feelings. Ooh, maybe you might be offended because I'm saying your daddy's Satan. The fact is, that's your father. So just because people are made in our image, we need to stop it with the church and this ideology. Like, we're all God's children. No, we're not. That's a lie from the pit of hell. We are not all God's children. If you are not doing the will of the father, the father of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, then you are not one of God's. Period. I'm not playing today. Because, you know, we played too long. The church has been quiet too long. We got this false nicety thing going on. We got this false humility thing that we got to, oh, we got to be so nice we can't offend. Jesus himself was setting it on fire. He was like, this is the truth. You love your father to Satan. You ain't doing the works of my father. You're not doing it. You can't even receive me. The word going to offend you. That word to offend it's going to offend you. Sorry. It, it, you know what? If it does not bring some character or challenge you, then you ain't hearing the right word. People don't want to hear no sound teaching these days. They don't want to hear it. Come on. The, the word here should be confrontational. We get it here. Who want to hear the kingdom of God? No, I'm tired of kingdom of God. I'm kind of broke. 
you know what? I don't want to hear you say one more time, pastor, that scripture about healing because I don't have that manifestation of healing in my body. Stop saying it. And people get upset to the point where they leave the church because they don't want to hear truth any longer. But truth sets you free. Truth brings you deliverance. Proof, truth gives you clarity. Truth gives you love. And you know what? Love is truth. So stop saying if you tell somebody the truth, you ain't loving them. That's another lie that Satan tries to give to the body of Christ. Oh, well, you can't love them. You shouldn't tell them the truth right now. No, you got to speak the truth because your, their lives depend on it. Yes. I'm tired of people acting like they just want to be comfortable and they feel little scriptures to get by. I'll never forget when Lou said that to somebody. It was a Kelly star. I keep bringing that up. God ain't going to come down from having to change his scripture for you to make you comfortable because you live in a life a certain kind of way and you want him to cover your sin. He's not doing that. Come on, I want challenges. I remember years ago, a pastor had mentioned about being mad at your spouse and going for days. Honey, that was me. You think I can talk now? I can be quiet. I'll act like the man didn't exist in my home. I'm, I'm being real because I want to set some people free here. And I'm ministering. And I'm still going, I'm not going to talk to you. Because I feel I'm just going to keep my mouth shut because it's going to go to another argument. But if I couldn't deal with my own spouse and we couldn't sit and talk and be led by the Holy Spirit, how am I going to get up and minister to you? Because one thing you're going to do is have my house in order. I'm not going to get up here and tell you something I'm not willing to do myself. Come on, y'all. Come on, y'all. I want you to be set free, I'm telling you. And sometimes when he's saying the word and Peter preaches, I'm like this, mm, gosh, doggy, holy ghost. That must got to be for somebody else. That word went right over my head for somebody. No, the word is for you. Yeah. <laughs> we quick to do that. I hope being listening. <laughs> Want to nudge him. That, that's just for you. No, it's for me. Yeah. It's for you. Yeah. Get set free, people. Yeah. Yeah. Come on. Right. Like I say, that false humility and that false niceness have not worked for the church. Yeah. It has not worked at all. And you know why? Because being false... And having that niceness to say, I'm, I'm just not going to have no pride. I don't want to say anything to you. It's not getting people set free. That's right. That's right. It's, not a it's not fighting the enemy from taking the upper hand. And right now, can you see the enemy is so blatant in your face and brazen in your face? Because the church has been so silent. We're too quiet. And right now, the Lord said we cannot afford to be silent any longer. If you lose some friends, oh, well. If you lose some family members, oh, well. If you lose some co-workers that talk to you, oh, well. Because I'm going to keep my well right. And I'm aligned with the people who align with Jesus. If you ain't aligned with Jesus, then you don't need to be part of my little corner anyway. Come on, I'm telling you. Jesus lost some people. Y'all think he wasn't? Y'all don't think you just saw what Jesus called people. You have your daddy to Satan. You don't think he lost crowds? He lost crowds because he told the truth. He didn't lose crowds because he was raising the dead, healing the sick, and casting out demons. He lost it because of truth. Y'all ain't hearing me. Let me tell you something else. I'm in grad school, and I just had, just Thursday, a discussion board I had to do. And one thing was about name a population that you can't work with. Name a population. So someone put the homeless because, you know, I'd be scared they might try to come and kill me or stab me or rob me. And, and then someone had, <laughs> someone put up Trump supporters. Oh <laughs> we talking about truth, right? Someone put up Trump supporters. So I'm about to, like, light into, let me tell you that. But then I looked under, someone put a comment under mine. Because one population I said I can't work with if someone continually goes after my faith. 
and try to say God's not real and do Jesus people are this. I'm like, that's my population. So it's not saying I can't still counsel them, but if they keep coming at me going, it's false and you're this, 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 well, I'm going to have to release you and refer you somewhere else. So I was like, I, I, well, someone put under mine, well, you're not supposed to do religion anyway. And then if someone doesn't like your faith, you still got to talk to them and, you know, all this kind of stuff. So I went, okay, Trump supporter one, I'm coming back. Let me go ahead and deal with this one. So I said, let me tell you something. If you would have read my post that said I, I will minister counsel anyone, no matter your religion, your, your sexual orientation, your color, your culture, I got you. But one thing you're not going to do is disrespect my father. That's what I said. I said, just like, it's, and the thing is, the way the world is, it's okay for me to bring up racism. Because the color of my skin, oh, we get that with the racism. Because under the Trump thing, yeah, they, they racist and they this. It's okay to bring that up. But when I talk about my faith, then you're dredging me for my faith because I can't be upset about that. This is the mindset because they feel they can say whatever they want to Christians. Because we haven't said anything for so long. We've always put their tail between our leg and we walk away and run and don't ever say anything to anyone and I'm done. Because God's done. His justice is coming down and we, the church, have to be ready. So I dealt with her in a really nice, loving way. I tell you, I said, you need more clarity, please reach out to me. If you need more clarity. If you need more truth. Because it's going to set you free. She probably will never respond to any of my other, other posts again. But that's okay. Because this is what time it is, people of God. You can no longer just sit there and let people say whatever they want about what we believe and our Father. We got to bring truth to them because we got to help set them free. And if they don't want to hear truth, bye-bye. Or what should I say? Bye, then. <laughs> let me tell you, y'all, Jesus was not politically correct. And you can believe I'm not either. I'm not being politically correct anymore. I'm done. I tried that. I tried keeping quiet. I tried going, no, but maybe I'm going to have an opportunity to minister to them later. So I really don't want to be so hard with them. No, you know, I'm going to minister to you right now. I got the opportunity. And let me give you the word. Either you're going to take it or leave it. Not my fault. It's Jesus. Not my fault. And that's just that. The church don't want to call out people. They don't want to call out any names on people. But let me tell you, when someone got a devil, I'm calling it out. You got the spirit of Lucifer in you. You got the spirit of Python. Come on out, Jezebel. Come on out, spirit of infirmity. I'm calling you out. Yeah. Call it out. That's the problem. We just like, well, I didn't want to say, no, you, man, you spirit of, you lying spirit. Come on out. Now, I'm not saying go to people and go, guess what, Jezebel? You got Jezebel. No, I'm not saying that. Let's, common sense, people. Common sense. I'm just saying when you see the spirit on someone, deal with it right away. Deal with the spirit. Because it's time for us to call it out. Let me tell you, demons ain't moved by you being nice and sweet. They staying. They got a right. Because you're like, oh, it's so sweet. No, come on out. We want you set free. We want you set free. You got my demon, come out. You have no right. <laughs> you know what I mean? You have to. You know, demons aren't moved by just your gifts. Everybody in here have gifts and talents. Demons ain't moved by that. What they move by is the power and authority that you have been given. And when you open your mouth and say, get out. You know why we're in this situation? Because the church has not opened their mouth and used the power and authority that God has given us to say, we're done. Get out. We claim this America for God. It was built on that. I don't care the lies that people say. Oh, all the founding fathers were agnostic. Whatever. See, you got to be careful because the, Lord, the, the devil will give you so many lies and speak things to you. You start believing that that's truth. 
Someone posted, Abraham Lincoln said, okay, you're going to come and there's a dog. And imagine the dog has a tail, but you're going to see that as his leg. And that's going to be five legs. How many legs the dog got? Five legs. No, baby, the dog got four legs. I don't care if you say it has a fifth leg. He has four. And we have taken what other people have said as gold and write it like it's the word of God. And it is not. If it is not lined up with this word, it's not truth. Come on. And yeah, let me deal with that real quick. I said last week that Biden is aligned with the Antichrist narrative. I sure did. Because he is. And I did say that I'm not going to bless Biden. I did say that. Because I'm not going to bless a man who thinks it's okay to murder babies. I'm not going to bless a man who thinks it's okay for gay marriage. It says in Psalm 127.3, children are a heritage of the Lord and the fruit of the womb is their reward. So yes, I said I'm not going to bless them. You can't bless something or someone that's in direct opposition of God. You can't do it. If, if the Lord says marriage is between one man or one woman, I don't, it doesn't matter what laws they pass. God does not honor it. He does not see it that way. And of course, we got to pray and love people. We do. We got to pray and love them who struggle with sin. We do. But that don't mean you compromise the word of God. You don't compromise the word of God to do that because, like I said, you don't want to hurt them. Mm-mm. Mm. we've been doing this too long wanting people to feel good we've been doing it too long aren't you tired of that not being able to speak up but I tell you right now and I say it again I don't care what the government okays if it is not okay with God it is not okay it is not, it's not good it is it is what it is they just passed a little case in California where there's now a instead of a three, it's like a not a dual marriage but a trilogy where three men married each other. Now they raise the two kids. I mean, what was next? What's next? It makes. I was like, okay, it, it doesn't even make sense. But I'm gonna tell you right now, you could keep trying to say that you part of the lamb, you part of she belong to the body of Christ. But I tell you, if you speaking like a dragon, might mean you got the Antichrist spirit too. You don't belong in the body of Christ. Just saying. You can no longer keep using the language of a son, but got a heart of an orphan. God is saying that because so many times we can speak scripture. We know uh, chapter and verse about everything, but our lives are saying something opposite of that. You're living like an orphan. You're not even taking all the promises that God has for you that are yes and amen. I'm tired of people pretending to know our father because of gain and prosperity and convenience. So I'm calling them out. I'm done. And I, I, I thank God. I'm like, Lord, I thank you that those ministries and those big name people are now saying, hey, we, we're lining with this because, you know, we, we got to be nice and get to people. We, we're lining with this. I'm so glad that they got exposed because, you know, what? that exposure needs to keep coming on these people that we were like really looking at. Like, man, you got a multi-million dollar ministry. You got hundreds of thousands of followers, yet you aligning people with the wrong thing and you're going to take people down the wrong path. I thank God for the 50. You know what 50 can do? Turn into 100. You know what that can do? And I mean solid people, not just a whole bunch of people saying this is what I'm doing. You know what I mean? But I'm glad. I was like, okay, Lord, keep exposing them. Keep exposing them. Because what the Lord was showing me is that we all wanted a, a, a draining in the political arena. Drain the swamp. Drain the swamp. And God was like, you know what? I'm draining the church first. The swamp in the church is getting drained out. And I said, okay, Lord, drain it, baby. Drain it. Bye-bye. Because you who partner with Christ, you being, I mean, not partnering with Christ, is being exposed. You don't want to partner with abortion, you're being exposed. You don't want to partner with gay marriage, you're being exposed. 
Come on. Let's go to Isaiah. Isaiah 42. Come on now. Forty-two, twelve. Not only am I tired, the father's tired of it. The, the foolishness that's going on. So I'm going to show you this. I'm not just, just preaching. I'm showing you in the word. Isaiah 42. We're going to start at 12. <laughs> Wait, am I at 12? Yes. The Lord shall go forth as a mighty man. He shall stir up jealousy like a man of war. He shall cry, yeah, roar. He shall prevail against his enemies. I have long time holding my peace. I have been still and refrain myself now. Will I cry like a travailing woman? I will destroy and devour at once. In my Amplified, it says in 13, the Lord will go forth like a mighty man. He will rouse up his zealous indignation and vengeance like a warrior. He will cry. Yes, he will shout aloud. He will do mightily against his enemies. Thus says the Lord, I have for a long time held my peace. I have been still and restrained myself. Now I will cry out like a woman in travail. I will gasp and pant together. Let me tell you, God is done with holding his peace. The justice is coming, people of God. And I get it that uh, we have a, a loving king, a compassionate king, a graceful king. He's so good to us. But you know what he's saying? I'm a warrior king, too. We forget about that part. We forget about that, that he has vengeance over his enemies. We just think it's all about loving and compassion, which is great. He is. But he's also a warrior king who's never lost a battle ever. Can I say that again? He's never lost a battle ever. He's the general in the armies of heaven. He is the Lord of hosts. We forget about that. I'm going to remind you today. He's warrior king. He's never lost a battle. He's still on the throne. They ain't vacated him. He owns it all. Come on. He never went to a situation and go, ooh, uh-oh, I don't know how I'm going to get out of this one for my people. Well, you know, I never, I never seen him go, man, I'm really stressed at this moment. I, I don't understand what I'm going on. He never said, ooh, I spoke that, but maybe that's not going to come to pass. He's a warrior. His words are true. They don't go back. It doesn't matter. I'm telling, if I'm telling you the warrior king, he's for you, not against you. And because he's for you, nothing's going to come now your dwelling place. He's a warrior king. And he's with you when you feel lost or pain. He's with you when you have that. But he's not okay with that. He's not okay with what the enemy has done. I'm going to tell you that again. He's not okay with what the enemy has done. You know, he says unjust scales are an abomination to the Lord. He said that. And when the Lord puts an abomination to it, you got to look at that. An abomination, unjust scales. So that's telling you he is not okay with what has taken place. And neither should you. We've been dragged into such a demonic extreme. And I'm telling you right now, we can't have these passive Christians trying to go in there trying to say something to hell. We can't have you. We need an unfire warrior kingdom believer who knows the word and the power and authority that they have that's going to open their mouth and go forward in what God has called them to do. If you still want to be part of passive Christianity, then you stay on the other side. But I'm for the kingdom warriors. I'm for the ones that got the fire of God on the inside of them. I'm for the ones who know who they are and the power and authority they have on the inside of them. I'm for the ones who know how to break chains off of people. I want to be with the ones who know how to open their mouth and speak forth the Lord with power and I'm caring about what someone 
someone else say because people's lives depend on it. I'm for the ones who are going to be the believers who are standing on God's word and not backpedaling, not apologizing because you know what, I shouldn't have said that because you know, I don't know if that's true. No, God said it in his word and it's true. If he gave you a word, you stick with it. You don't start backpedaling because people are not liking you. Forget fear of man. Forget fear of the people. Forget the fear of the people in the church because we could be some of the most, well, oh my gosh, we could be the ones that could speak for it and go against prophets and stuff like no one in the world. And we need to stop that because that's exactly what the enemy wants to do is divide us. If you don't agree with someone, then you pray for them. If they backpedal and pray, but you don't backpedal. Who Jesus? I'm going to encourage you. Let's go to 1 Samuel. 1 Samuel. Thank you, Lord. 1 Samuel. 30. He gave me some encouraging words for you, too. I got some encouraging words for you. 1 Samuel, verse 30, I mean, yeah, uh, 30, verse 1. Now, when David and his men came home to Ziglag, on the third day, they found that the Amalekites had made a raid on the south of the Negev and on Ziglag and had struck Ziglag and burnt it with fire and had taken the women and all who were there, both great and small, captive. They killed no one, but carried them off and went on their way. So David and his men came to the town and behold, it was burned and their wives and sons and daughters were taken captive. Then David and the men with him lifted up their voices and wept until they had no more strength to weep. David's two wives also had been taken captive. Um, How do you say name? Ahanoam, the Jezreelitess, and Abigail, the widow of Nabal the Carmelite. David was greatly distressed for the men spoke of stone in him because the souls of them all were bitterly grieved, each man for his sons and daughters. But David encouraged and strengthened himself in the Lord, his God. Let me tell you, David was just taking care of his business, doing exactly what he was supposed to do. He was doing what God has called him to do. Right. And guess what? The enemy came in and he came in and right away, David and everybody else thought the enemy won. Enemy even thought he won, but that's not the truth. As a matter of fact, it shows the people were ready to stone David because they were bitterly grieved. But can you say bitterly grieved? That's a whole different type of grieving, I guess. You're bitterly grieved. But you know what? In verse 6, it says, David was greatly distressed for the men spoke of stoning him because the souls of them, souls of them were all bitterly grieved, each man for his sons and daughters. But David encouraged and strengthened himself in the Lord his God. David knew he had to encourage himself in the Lord, not the counsel of people, not his feelings, not his emotions. And many times we feel that when something's going down, we've got to go to talk to everybody and say, please encourage me. No, David went and encouraged himself and strengthened himself in the Lord. So when things are going on that you're kind of going, mm, you kind of strengthen yourself in the Lord. Get in his word. He'll give you a word every day from here. I'm not saying the prophetic word, but this word right here is prophetically gets in you every time you read it. Encourage yourself. You got something going on in your life. Encourage yourself. Let me tell you what else he did. Let me tell you, and it's tough because after all the people wanted to kill him, he felt betrayed. He lost his family, but you know what David else he did when he encouraged himself? He put on the ephod. Now, that is what people put on when they're about to worship. David put on the ephod when he was in procession with the ark. He told him, go get my ephod. 
Because I'm about to worship God. Even though I feel like I lost my family, everything has been taken away. I don't know what's going on, but I'm going to worship you, God. And that's what God is saying. You got to worship him in the times where you don't know what's going on. Worship him when it looks like everything is lost. Just worship because that breaks off things. That breaks off the depression that you may have that the enemy's trying to put on you. That break off things that you don't understand. You got to worship. And I don't mean put on one song and go, oh, yeah, thank you, Lord. You got it. Okay, I'm done. No, you got to worship. So I tell you, strengthen your own self. We're going to go to verse 8. David inquired of the Lord, saying, Shall I pursue this troop? Shall I overtake them? The Lord answered him, Pursue, for you shall surely overtake them and without fail recover all. So David went, he and the 600 men with him, and came to the brook Besor. There those remained who were left behind. Verse 10, but David pursued he and 400 men for 200 stayed behind who were too exhausted and faint to cross the brook Besor. Before you do anything, you have to inquire of the Lord. I say it again. You have to inquire of the Lord. He will answer you. You just have to listen. You just have to listen. <laughs> but I love it how God answered them. Not only are you going to pursue and overtake, because he's a good God, he does things over and abundant. Not only are you going to pursue and overtake, but you're going to recover it all. I'm saying it again. You're going to recover it all. Let me hear y'all say it. Recover it all. Because he's a good God. No matter how it looks, we're going to pursue and overtake and recover it all. Thank you, Jesus. And I love it that when he said you're going to recover it all, everybody ain't going with you. 200 had to stay back. Why? Because they're too tired. I'm worn out. I'm tired of praying. I'm tired of believing God still for the word. I've been praying on this word for five days, and I haven't seen anything manifest yet. I haven't seen any changes yet. I'm tired. Just leave me behind. I'm not going to read that next portion where the ones who are behind they, they, they got all of the back and they like, can I get some of that good? But no, you're too tired. <laughs> you're too tired, but we can't, we can't have spectators go with us. You can't have people who just want to ride along and not do anything, not believing, not fasting, not praying, not sticking to the word, not standing still, not speaking. You always the one speaking up and it's five of y'all there and it's like, come on, somebody please in here with me with the kingdom. Speak up with me. Mm-mm, mm-mm. So I'm here to tell you that the what when God's telling you to go, everybody's not going. It's okay. We love them. But we want those ones who are willing to pray. We want those ones to be with us who are willing to go to battle. We want those ones who don't want to stay on the other side, who want to come on with you and say, we're going to fight. I don't have my tail between the legs. I'm not going to keep my mouth shut. I'm not going to keep my mouth muzzled. I'm going to go forward and speak forth what God is calling me to speak forth in boldness and confidence. And I don't care what anyone else thinks anymore because I'm done. People's lives depend on it. Your families depend on it. Your neighbors depend on it. Your co-workers depend on it. All they hear is what the media is spewing out. So they need truth. That's only going to come from you. Glory to God. Verse 11. But they found an Egyptian in the field and brought him to David and gave him bread and he ate and water to drink and a piece of cake of figs and two clusters of raisins. And when he had eaten, his spirit returned to him. Oh, good Lord, for a good snack. Your spirit returned with a good snack, I guess. Hmm. 
He had eaten no food or drinking water for three days and three nights. And David said to him, to whom do you belong? And from where have you come? He said, I'm a young man of Egypt, servant to an Amalekite, and my master left me because three days ago I fell sick. Ain't we glad that God just don't leave you behind because he's feeling sick? <laughs> you sick, bye. <laughs> you know, he does not. Thank you, Lord. Hmm. Where am I? Thank you. We have made a raid on the south of the um, Cherethorites and upon that which belongs to Judah and upon the south of Caleb. And we burned Ziglag with fire. And David said to him, can you take me down to this um, band? He said, swear to me by God that you will neither kill me nor deliver me into the hands of my master. And I will bring you down to this band. And when he had brought David down, behold, the raiders were spread abroad over all the land, eating and drinking and dancing because of all the great spoil they had taken from the land of the Philistines and from the land of Judah. So I love how God allowed that defector to be used. And somehow when I read that, I was like, ooh, I'm believing maybe a defector from the left is going to want to come out and say, I want some amnesty, but I got some information for you. But I'm going to leave that right there. I'll leave that right there for you. Just saying. But just like it showed the Raiders were eating and drinking and dancing and partying like they won because they stole something that doesn't even belong to them. I'm going to say that again. They're dancing and partying and eating and drinking and having a great old time because they stole something that does not belong to them. What'd that sound like? I'm going to go verse 17. And David smote them from twilight even to the evening of the next day. And not a man of them escaped except 400 youths who rode camels and fled. David recovered all that the Malchalites had taken and rescued his two wives. Hello, nothing was missing, small or great, sons or daughters, spoil or anything that had been taken. David recovered all. Come on, people. I said he say recovered it all. Amen. Let me tell you, the table's turned. The tide has shifted. The tide has changed right now. The keys are given, baby. I'm telling you, something's about to happen, and I'm so excited. There's nothing wrong with having hope and believing and trusting God and his word. I'm not saying he's the one brought me to these verses. I wasn't looking at this, and I'm listening. And I'm like, oh, okay, God, that, that sounds real good. And as you see, it says nothing was missing. No matter how small or great it may seem to you, nothing is missing. And I was telling the Lord, help me, Lord, grow my eyelashes. He cared about eyelashes. And my eyelashes was long today. My girls and my husband like, oh, your eyelashes growing. Because God cares about the small things. <laughs> yeah, no, serious. you can tell the Lord. They talk to him and say something small. He's like, he wants to bless you because he's so, he's so interested in us. He loves us so much. He knows the hair on the, the numbers of hair on our head. He also knows them on our eyelashes. When you're praying about it. Thank you, Jesus. But let me tell you, you serve a God that still delivers. You serve a God that still heals. You serve a God that still saves. You serve a God that's still good. He still loves you. You serve a God who knows what's going on. Nothing is surprising him. Thank you, Jesus. One more, okay? We're going to go to uh, Galatians 6. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I hope so. Oh my gosh. I need my fan. 
sometimes PT say you want to preach, and I'm like, yes! And I'm going, I don't know, what are you thinking? <laughs> He's like, I'm not, so just do it before I change my mind. <laughs> right? <laughs> you better hurry up. Oh, Jesus. Uh, this is why you got people who less love you, because, honey, my hair sweating now, my eyelashes going to fall off because I'm so hot. <laughs> is this on video, Pat? I'm just... Okay, let me get it for a little bit. Jesus. Y'all get to Galatians. When y'all get to Galatians 6, then say amen. I know I'm ready to go. Oh, man, it's too fast. <laughs> okay, here, on. I don't want to turn yours off. Thank you. She got to help me cool off. Okay, Galatians 6. We're going to go to verse 7. I'm encouraging. Here we go. Be not deceived. God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. For he that soweth to his flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption. But he that soweth to the spirit shall of the spirit reap life everlasting. And let us not be weary in well-doing. For in due season we shall reap if we faint not. Do not grow weary. Why don't you tell somebody that? Do not grow weary. Don't go weary. It's okay. Do not grow weary. Don't grow weary on the word of God. Do not grow weary. It says God is not mocked. Oh, they trying to mock God and act real funny. I just saw a video of, of them in Congress, and I think a guy was saying about the male and female thing, and he was like, you know, and God says in his word and blah, 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 blah. The next congressman got up. We don't need God's will in this Senate. What? Like I said, the enemy's blatant. They don't want, but see, that's again what, what I said about the church because we've allowed it to happen so long, the disrespect, and they don't honor God. But if it was a Muslim or a Buddhist or even a Jewish person, they're not saying anything about that. Yeah, we do need your God. But when it's a Christianity God, the God of all, we got a problem with you. We can come and come and say things about your God and it's okay. I'm telling y'all, God will not be mocked. He said it. I didn't say it. I'm not making this up. Don't, go, don't grow weary, guys. Don't grow weary on the word of God. Don't grow weary on the prophetic. And I know it's because I believe the body of Christ has taken it that we get a prophetic word that we want it to be like we're shopping on Amazon. We get a word, I want to be able to click it, boop, it better be on my doorstep tomorrow or on my lap because I'm believing the prophetic words that are from Amazon. No, baby, God don't operate that way. He's not, he's not with Amazon. You got to be like Timothy, like it says in Timothy, you got to wage war with the word. You got to keep going and believe in God and speaking the word and say, thank you, God, you said it. I didn't say it. You said it, God. You said this. You said that. I didn't say it. Like my girls would say, mommy, remember you said you're going to take us here? Okay. You're right. I did. You got to wage war. You just can't expect it to appear like this. And I think many people of God believes that. They don't want to wait or they got to have it on certain time schedules. I'm expecting God to move on January 10th. I'm expecting God to move on February 15th. I'm expecting God to move. No, God does not operate that way. He's God and he's God alone. And he doesn't need anybody's help to do what he needs to do. Just know he's going to do something. Keep believing the word. Keep believing the prophets. His word says you believe the prophets, you prosper and be successful. I didn't say it. His word says that. So I'm still choosing to believe the word of the prophets. There are still prophets that are standing on what was spoken. Come on. Let me tell you, God is not, he's not schizophrenic. God don't have multiple personalities. He's not changing his mind or changing his perspective. He's God. 
the same. He's not changing. And sometimes we think that there's a church that's even put out saying, well, we're, we're a church, but we don't believe God, the, the Bible is completely true. And they're standing with that. And I'm like, see, this is why the confusion is with the body. You got some over here saying we don't believe this. Some over here saying we align with abortion. It's okay. God is good. We got some over here, and that's why God is raising up his true church, the true bride, because the weeds and tears are being divided. Don't grow weary. I don't know how many times I can tell you that. Don't grow weary. God sees the beginning and the end. He already decided it, man. I, I mean, you can't change God's decision. He decided it. He has a plan in motion. Like I said earlier, he never lost a battle. He never will. He loves these battles. When they had to go for Jericho and march around seven times, you're like, what? They probably like, I'm tired of the first time, God. This is just one. I'm done with this. No, go again. Oh, wait, go again. Okay, you're on your fifth time. You're still like, God, what are we doing here? I'm tired of marching. My shoes, you know. Jesus. They're like, let's go again and shout. What? How many can keep going again and shouting and trusting God? Until the walls come down. And when the walls come down, God used the walls for you to go on in the, in, the, in the city. Thank you, Jesus. Let me tell you what God will use, what he wants to use to get you in place in an action where you're supposed to be. But some people don't want to keep going around and, and shouting and praising and worshiping God and standing on the word. You don't want to keep doing that. Don't grow weary. Come on. Just know when it's a prophetic word, you align yourself with it. You're not entitled to it. I'm going to say it again. you got to align yourself with the prophetic word. You're not entitled. There's words that we've gotten to for ourselves, and I'm still waiting and believing God and praying for that word. It could have been 10, 15 years ago, but I'm still believing God for that word. I wasn't expecting it to happen right away. There's some character growth I had to deal with. There's some integrity growth I had to deal with. There's some things I had to make sure was right so when people are looking into my window in my house, they see that it's still Jesus in the house as it is here. And I'm still growing in areas. Thank you, Jesus. That's why Ben said, I'm going to get a spanking by Jesus. He's not saying to be funny. He's just like, you're going to get a spanking. That's why my family call me a squirrel. Because I'm always all over. I make it cry. I don't know. I'm just, I'm squirreling. God made me that way. <laughs> Squirrel, that's where they go. You're being squirrely. Yeah, I am. I admit it. Yep, I am. You, you got that right. <laughs> Oh, thank God he loves me. Then don't you do that when you look, you know you messed up and you're like, ooh, God, I'm so glad you love me. Ooh. But I don't keep riding it, keep sinning. I repent. I was like, okay, repent. That means I'm not turning back to it again. And if you sin, she's trying to come back. Nope, that's not me. That's my old one. I repented for that. I'm not part of that anymore. Right? So let me say it again. Do not grow weary. True prophets do not apologize. I said the true prophets do not apologize. And we in the church has gotten prophecy and prophets so messed up. Yes, all can prophesy, but not all are prophets. Okay? That's what the word says. I'm sorry. When I, when I read about the Red Sea and I saw Moses bring the children of Israel out and they're going on, they're at the Red Sea moment, they're sitting there. I don't think I saw Moses or heard him turn around and go, mm, I missed this, guys. Here comes Pharaoh and I think we just all need to turn around and go back. I didn't hear God. I'm sorry about that. So let's just go and be slaves again. No, he didn't. Moses stood, turned around and said, stand still. 
God is with us. He's going to open up a way for us to cross into dry land. Hold the line. Stand on the word. You've seen what he's done in the past. Don't go by like saying right now God can't do it. He ain't big enough for this. God is big enough for anything that comes his way or your way. Just stand still on the word. Wage war. If I'm sitting with Moses, I'm like, Moses, well, I trust you. I'm trusting God. He's been through you. said all this. So, hey, I'm just going to wait here. <laughs> Don't apologize. Thank you, Lord. And what God do? Open it up. So then Pharaoh and his armies drowned. Trust God on the part where you're at the Red We're at a Red Sea moment, baby. It's like Pharaoh's right there on our back. But believe me, if you stand on the word and you continue to have hope and faith and you wage and you say, God, you said this is what your word says, it's going to open up. But that's why you've got to stand. You've got to stand still. Hold on, people of God. Do not grow weary because if you faint not, you're going to see a manifestation. But we need those ones who's not going to faint not, who's too tired. We haven't been doing much in the body of Christ. Anyway, we might as well just go on and use all the energy and do what we have to do here. It's time for us to ship up. Shape up. Get the tweaks out. Let's do this. Come on. You can't let all this information that you're hearing from the left and the right and over here and you're taking that and you're using this stuff as your, as your point of faith and your contact of faith. It's okay to have information, but that's not our faith. Our faith is the word. I don't care who's saying what's going to happen or take place. I don't care. Is, is it in here? Did God say it? Is it a prophet saying it? Oh, okay. Stay connected to the Holy Spirit, man. That's the voice you listen to. God says, my sheep know my voice. And the voice of a stranger, they don't hear. My sheep know my voice. Remember, are you a sheep? You went there? You made it his image and you calling him father or you of the other kids? You've got to trust and value the word of God like your life depends on it. Trust and value the word of God. Now what anyone says, trust and value the word of God above men and women and their voices. Trust the word of God. Don't grow weary, church. Pick your chin up. Hold your head up high. Look up. Get your shoulders back. Have that boldness and confidence because you know who backs you. You know what he said. Look to Jesus, man. Look to him. Don't break ranks. Stand the word of God. I'm tired. I'm tired of ones running out of ranks. They just running out. No, come on back. But if not, we're going to fill in the ranks. That's what time it is. We're going to fill it in. Stay in line. Don't become a defector. Saying, please feed me. Then maybe my spirit will come back. Feed yourself in the word. Keep using your voice to speak truth as God is reestablishing and rebuilding his church to house what is about to take place. We have to be ready. We're going to reap if we faint not. Be ready for the harvest that is coming in. You have to be ready. It's not all on leaders. It's not all on the people who've been here a long time. You have to be ready. If you got born again, you are included in this. We need your voice. We need your anointing. We need your gifts and talents. We need you. We need to all fill in and be ready. God is going to do something that's going to blow our mind. And I'm telling you, whatever you got that's going on, God is going to make a way for it to happen. Because, you know, we, the song I love, it says, you know, Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. What he did for another, oh wait, what he did for another. He can do it again. Come on. Whatever it is, whatever it is. So, Father, I just thank you. I thank you for your word. I thank you for what you're about to do. 
and have been doing in our lives, God. And we say, yes, we raise our voice to what you would have us to say. Father, we're going to speak truth no matter what, because the truth is what sets people free. And God, we are not fainting. We are not getting weary. We are standing on your word. And if we were not, Father, we repent and we're standing tall right now. So Father, we thank you for what is about to happen. We thank you that you're going to use us to make it happen. We give you glory for it, Father. And I just thank you for anybody that's having any illness in their body. I rebuke that sickness right now in Jesus' name. And I say, be healed. If you have any chain that's trying to hold you back, I break that chain right off in Jesus' name. And I said, be free. Because what you're about to do, Father, we can't have any type of things that's trying to hold on to us. Lord, show us, each of us, what that is so we can go forward without any additional baggage. Because we speak truth. We speak you. We stand like you. We're not going to be politically correct. I laugh at that too. Because yes, thank you, Lord, because God, you laugh up in heaven. You laugh in heaven at what they try to do down here. You're already laughing. Thank you, Lord, that you laugh and we laugh too because where the spirit of the Lord is freedom and we have joy and I thank you for it, God. We worship you and give you all the honor and glory. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Glory to God. the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added on